When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. Of course, growth, as I say it every week, that's what it's about here at Mobile Presence. But sometimes you have to take pause and you have to look back. And this is a great time to do it. You know, we're into 2020, it's still fresh. And I can think of no better way to start it off as the same way we did last year with John Kutzier. He is journalist, analyst, futurist, dreamer, contributor to Forbes. List goes on. John, all I can say is welcome to one of the first shows in 2020 here at Mobile Presence. Super pumped to be back here and uh, happy new year. Yeah, absolutely. It's, is it off to a good start for you? It is a, off to a really good start. I can't complain. Okay. So, you know, you're going to look backwards. You're going to look forwards. You know, that's what we do on a show like this. It's a little bit retrospect, a little bit of crystal ball. Um, just going to set the stage for our listeners, you know. Um, personal recap, you know, is there a personal high point for you in 2019 or, you know, one as looking at it as an analyst or futurist writer? What was the high point? So there's a bunch of them. Um, there's some personal ones. There's some professional ones. I'll pick a professional one. And I went viral in 2019, which was kind of cool. It was a neat experience. I did a story on Forbes about FaceApp, the app that was collecting people's faces and had a challenging terms and conditions. Uh, so uh, mm -hmm. that, that story got 3.3 million views. It was shared 1.4 million times on social media, according to Muckrack. And that was kind of cool. Lots of celebrities tweeted out. Joe Rogan uh, retweeted it. Uh, there were a few other things like that. So that was one of the highlights of 2019. That sounds like, I mean, was that a total surprise or did you have the feeling, yeah, I'm onto something here? That was literally a 20 minute post. And, and it was just the perfect confluence of uh, title, topic, app, and general atmosphere out there that people were thinking about and a tsunami of just public opinion uh, at the right time or the right place. And it just worked. 
Oh, there you go. Um, that's often the way it is, you know, sort of unplanned. But then some things, you know, they're overhyped to us. And people say, this is going to be the story of 2019. And it's the non-story of 2019. What's, what's one that you'd like to pick? Uh, for me, one of the biggest stories of 2019 is this concept, and I'm going to put it in air quotes, of big tech. And mm -hmm. And we've had in the past in North America, and I think in Europe as well, you know, you have concepts of big oil or um, other, other conglomerates or related companies in an industry that have become uh, sort of public enemy number one or uh, definitely kind of a, a, a murky, not so savory combination of companies or industry. And we've had that in 2019 with this concept of big tech, with the, the giants of the industry, the Facebooks and Googles and others, where we had a shift from, there was this kind of naive, uh, wow, technology, it's amazing, it's wonderful, and we're floating around, you know, waving our wings in the meadows um, as the sunlight comes down through the mist. And, and it's shifted from that to wow, big tech, they're kind of enemies of the people. You know, we've had you know, among them, you know, like Google had, a, had an unofficial motto, don't be evil. And this perception has shifted a, to a large extent in a lot of people's minds, kind of a cultural zeitgeist that they are evil, not Google specifically, but big tech in general. Or if not, they're specific, if they're, if they're not specifically evil, they have become manipulable for evil purposes. Yeah, it's that feeling they can connect the dots. I mean, we talked about this for a long time. I remember a decade ago uh, when it was like, oh, look at this. You know, they, they, if you put all this together, you can find out how regions voted. You can find out um, what they donated to causes. You can sort of like see into cities and people. But now it's really coming across that that duopoly. That's strong. That's real. Yes. Yes. Agree. So, you know, we're looking ahead. But of course, um, you had a great story. I don't know if it went viral, but I certainly enjoyed it. The top apps of 2019. It was your, it was a video plus writing plus podcast. I think you're like the, you know, one piece of content, you know, write, write once, run everywhere, <laughs> perhaps <laughs> from the days of Java going way back there. But it, I enjoyed it. So, you know, maybe want to just a little bit of that because some surprises in there as well. You looked at the top apps of 2019. You did that with Aptopia. Um, for our listeners who maybe want to go back and read it, but maybe want to hear about it here, what was that for uh, in terms of surprises or um, even, you know, same old, same old for that matter? Yeah, and there's a bunch of both on both sides of those, right? Um, the big stayed big, right? You you still see a lot of Facebook, a lot of Google, you know, Uber's at the top of the list. Uh, Subway Surfers refuses to die, right? <laughs> One of the top three or four games in the world by downloads in 2019. Um, Homescapes, perhaps the dumbest game in the history of the world, you know, if you look at their ads, is super popular, right? Uh, PUBG Mobile, uh, bigger than Fortnite, more downloads, more installs, right? Um, I guess one of the bigger stories, and this will not be a shock to anybody who's listening to your podcast because we're talking to people in the know, TikTok um, it has, was huge, but it blew me away, almost 700 million downloads, right? And that is interesting because that's kind of the biggest you know, zero to hero story that we've seen since Pokemon Go, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 that's just massive and and huge. But a couple other things um, are are highlights for me as well. We see a global emergence on the top charts. Uh, Garena Free Fire, 
had 270 million, 270 million installs in 2019. And I hadn't heard of it. And so I should have this, you know, shame on me, right? It's really big in India. It's really big in Brazil, really big in Indonesia. And it shows that increasingly the top charts are about global winners, not just North American, not just European. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. Another interesting piece for me, uh, India and finance, uh, just amazing. The number of finance to watch, isn't it? It is one to watch. Absolutely. Phone pay, PayPal, Google pay. 150 million installs of Google Pay in 2019. That's really massive. And a lot of that's driven by India and just that the, the emergence of India as a, as a financial pl- hub and how people are buying. It's like China, but more open, uh, mobile first, but not just, you know, WeChat is everything. Um, and, and so it's a really, really interesting place to look at in terms of the development of mobile. A uh, couple other surprises. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, WhatsApp shocked me. You know, it gained 760 million new users last year. And I don't know, you, you correct me, you tell me if you've seen something. Have we ever seen an already massive app? Over a billion users already grow so much, so fast. I, I, I don't recall that. I haven't no. seen that before. Something, something happened and I'm based here in Europe. So I'm based in Germany, which is like a five-year gap, sometimes an innovation to rest of world, I admit. And it's like, everyone's talking about it. When that happens in a country as conservative as this one, you know, something's on. Um, yes. I don't know how they make money with it, but everyone's certainly using it. <laughs> it's amazing. And, and you're right. It's almost completely unmonetized. It won't stay that way forever. And I'm actually writing a story about that right now that I'll probably publish in Forbes later this week or early next. And, and I think, you know, the next $10 billion in annual Facebook revenue is just sitting there waiting for Facebook to, 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 to grab it. Um, and so we'll, we'll be, I'll be talking about that uh, shortly. The other uh, big surprise, and, and we knew it would be, we knew it would be big, I guess, you know, we're talking Disney and Disney plus we knew that when oh, Disney yeah. released its streaming service, it was going to be news, there's going to be interesting stuff there. But I mean, two times more downloads and TikTok and Q4 last year, when they started in mid November, 71% of Netflix mobile revenue in Q4 of 2019, you know, 30 million installs on mobile, we're not talking about how many installs on smart TVs and set top boxes and other stuff like that. But 30 million installs on mobile alone. Very, very interesting, a massive launch. And you can totally tell why there were launch issues with Disney Plus, why people were saying, hey, I can't connect or, hey, you know, I didn't get my service yet. They were just probably blown away by the flood of response. So it's like it's it's really streaming. I mean, we knew it was always there, but now it is the de facto uh, access to content. I mean, I, I tried. I admit it, I tried over the holidays to order a couple CDs out for some people who, who appreciate that medium and, and I can't get them, you know? It's just like, <laughs> here, just download. It's like, well, I can't download for this particular generation, but uh, get you right there. What about um, just a, a quick one? I know our producer's flagging me into break, but I'd love to hear um, just in a word, if you had to describe 2019, before we go into 2020, that's the next part of the show, 2019, describe it in a word, maybe three, John, what would you call it? One word, conflicted. Mm. Conflicted. Okay, you heard it. That's a great way to go into break. So listeners, more about the hits and the misses of 2019-2020 after we return. So stay right there. We'll be right back. 
mobile presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. LPO, landing page optimization, where we make marketers great using design, data, psychology, and attitude. Join our host, Brian Massey, best known as the Conversion Scientist, as he sits down with leading marketers to help you create campaigns that deliver. LPO, only on webmasterradio.fm. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. We have John Kutz here. He is journalist, analyst, futurist, dreamer, and he's a guest on our show today. So we are going to take advantage of this, John. We're going to take a look at what we did last year, because that's exactly what happened. You were here last year talking about trends. A little bit of late night here, a little bit of report card. Um, let's just check where the hits and misses are here. So hot topics you called out. You said the company to watch was Unity. Do you stick with that? Were you on the money here? Yes and no. Um, okay. Yes, in that they still make Unity's in fifty percent of the games, mobile games on the planet. That's incredibly impressive, and they actually did really, really well. I still do a little bit of consulting for Singular, and I did their ROI uh, index that's coming out in about a month or so. So I won't release any details about that, but okay. I will say that Unity did pretty well. So I'm going to okay. say I got about a 65, you know, C minus grade on that one. All right. Okay. Um, I think you're still current with this one because I'm hearing so much about it since reading your research last year. Data is the challenge. You know, it's not that we don't have enough of it. We have way too much of it. We're drowning. We need to figure it out. Um, platforms, tools, what have you, we need to deal with it. That's what it seemed like in 2019, 2020. It's still the big challenge or is there something that beats it? It's still a huge challenge. And I read a description of uh, marketers, digital marketers the other day, which resonated and ticked me off. <laughs> it, said, it said that digital marketers are like plumbers and they're connecting data pipes. And I'm going like, uh. yeah, I understand that because there's so many data silos all over the place, but this is not a good thing. We have too much data perhaps, but even more, we have disconnected data. So that's one of the things I'll be looking at and working on in the coming year. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm hearing you. And also, you know, that thinking that we had about data from different places, you know, the first party, the second party, third party, mash it up, get it in from all the different channels, all the rest of it. It's probably going to be massive in 2020 because all the marketers I know in app marketing, for example, they're telling me how great email is, you know, or they're yes. saying, hey, you know, we're doing now we're doing influencer marketing for banks, you know, and it ha that data has to come in. We have to be able to gauge uh, success and failure. So yeah, a lot more sources of data. Another one, trends in the trends, that is, tracking and trust. I think you were on target there because it's all we're going to hear about this year. We've got, what is it, CCPA? I've got GDPR in my backyard, but we've got the same thing, California, elsewhere. Going to be a hot one in 2020? It will still be a hot one, and I'll give myself maybe a C plus on that one. I mean, I think a few brands started to execute on that well. Um, I think we, you know, I mostly trust a brand like maybe Apple or something like that. I, I think that Facebook and Google are under such scrutiny, it's really hard for them to screw up. Although, of course, Brave, uh, which says DoubleClick was leaking data in ad auctions, could disagree, right? Um, mm -hmm. I do see some hints of cool stuff, and, and I'll put the Brave browser there, uh, mobile browser as well as desktop browser. Okay. I'll also put DuckDuckGo there, and kind of an interesting story. We all know that they're all alternative. They're all there are alternatives to Google in search, and you know I've I've checked out DuckDuckGo in the past, and you know not really done anything with it. Sort of on a whim, maybe I saw it on Twitter. I just changed my desktop default search engine to DuckDuckGo, mm -hmm. and I haven't really noticed much of a difference. Mm -hmm. There are a few things that you need Google for, and Google does better, but you know what? You can type in G-O-O-G-L-E.com into your browser and get there. But it's amazing if you just change that and it's your default, you know, you're oh. kind of sending a message for privacy. You're kind of sending a message for the little guy, and uh, I kind of like that. I like that too. You've inspired me. I remember long time ago putting together a list of alternative search engines and there were 250 plus of them DuckDuckGo was one of them I remember interviewing them this is like what this is like 2007 this is going to date me but it's great to hear that it's still you know valid relevant um so we're going into 2020 you told me about what you're changing so you're changing for example your browser experience 2020 trends what are we going to rate you on when we get to this show next year let's let's hear a couple <laughs> that you want to call out for us this is wonderful i'm putting myself out for public <laughs> evaluation so everybody can see how big an idiot i am in a year's time so it's oh, all good yeah. no worries i can handle it i got four <laughs> things to look at there okay first one engagement over acquisition uh we spend and i'm talking mm -hmm. mobile marketers in general spend billions of dollars annually on acquiring new users, new customers. And I've personally seen monthly budgets in the tens of millions of dollars for mobile user acquisition. So I recently started doing some consulting for CleverTap. You may have done something similar to that. And we recently may have met in a place like New yeah, York absolutely. City. Absolutely, absolutely. I and also may be recently working on a book about retention. Yes. So I'm absolutely with you on that one. Exactly. So I think that there's some interesting things that we'll be announcing there over the course of the coming year. And I think that engaging uh, the customers you have, retaining them is something that we're going to see additional focus on rather than just always stuffing the top of the funnel more, 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 more and hoping something comes out in the end. I know marketers have gotten really good at that model, but we've seen that mm. the era of basically free capital to create oh. competitive advantage is kind of over. Uh, with WeWork and other companies like that. So I think we're seeing some changes in, in the air. Second thing, 
um, a bit of a broader trend. I think we're going to see a continuing push to the virtual, which is mm -hmm. great for kind of the mobile first companies that we work with a lot and the digital first companies that we work with. So we all know, obviously, about the climate and environmental issues that we're facing. Australia has been top yeah. of the news, at least for me, in all the places I look for news uh, for, for months now, right? And we know that virtual experiences and virtual property isn't entirely without environmental costs, right? The cloud exists in some physical place. The cloud costs energy and transmission, other things like that. But there is less cost, I believe, to our environment and our climate than physical goods and shipping them all over the place. So I think we're going to see a continuing push to experiences and products that are virtual over physical. And the platforms are getting really, really good. I don't know if you have an Oculus Go. I have one. And honestly, the first time I put it on, I had other platforms in the past. The first time I put it on, I thought, this is, this is not necessarily everything I want, but it's a glimpse of the future right here. And it's getting really good. Hmm. Okay, I don't have one yet, John, but you got me on this one. Now I'm curious. Another <laughs> trend that we're going to have. I am going to know. Now I'm going to do that because uh, because I can and I and uh, and why not? You know, 2020. It's like it's not just a new beginning; it's a new decade. You feel like you have to push some boundaries. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. So my third trend uh, thing to watch for 2020 and beyond is smarter, smart. Um, so we know that everything is getting to be smart, right? Your desk is smart. Your chair is smart. Your, your toothbrush is smart. Your, your windows are smart. You know, your whole environment is smart and obviously in the industrial environment as well as the home environment, but really making things smart has actually been really, really stupid over the past few years. Um, and that really came down home to me about two, three months ago, sort of redid my home network, renamed it, set it up a little differently. And I had to set like th reset like 30 or 50 things around my house that depended on knowing that network. And some of them still don't know and aren't connecting. I don't think yeah. my Google Nest is connecting yet. And so <laughs> this is a challenge, right? I hear you. Absolutely. I so, so what are we going to have? We're going to have like the one, the one thing, you know, the one to rule them all, or what do you? Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's what we need. So I was, I was doing a uh, an interview with Amazon's vice president of smart home about a month and a half ago, uh, a month and a half ago, or something like that, and they have a thing that's made for humans. Um, and it's basically setting up a new smart device by talking to Alexa. So I, I'm not hugely in the Alexa, Amazon environment or ecosystem of, of smart things, uh, but I, I have dabbled in it. I have some pieces of that. And I think that's an amazingly smart decision and smart project that they're working on because the alternative is insanity. And then some smart thing, I have these smart lights on the wall. They're really, really cool. They can change all kinds of color, do, do all kinds of, they're called nano leaf. They're really neat. I can turn them on. Uh, they can play in, in response to music, all that stuff, but reconnecting them to the Wi-Fi network when you've lost like the, the 2d barcode thing that, that, that automatically connects them in the app is challenging. So, you know, doing something like that, making smart smarter is really, yeah. really critical. I get that to be human, human focused indeed. So we've got, we've got three down here. I'll recount them because we're going to have to go to break. So of course we've got engagement trumping everything. So engagement over acquisition, virtual coming online, ready for prime time, smart being smarter, but we do have to go to break. So we're going to have to sit on the edge of our chair, John, for number four, <laughs> but uh, we will be back just in a moment. So don't go away. We'll be right back. 
Global Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz. We have John Kutz here. He is journalist, analyst, futurist, and a great guest to have on the show, John. Love having you here. We left him on a cliffhanger there. We were going through the top four things you're looking at in 2020. Let's go to number four. Number four is a really, it, it's a macro level thing, uh, okay. but it will impact everybody in the new economy, in digital economy and the mobile economy. And this macro level thing, I think we're seeing the beginning of a global shift to the economy of less. Our economies globally have been built on more, built on the idea that growth is necessary. And we've identified growth as more stuff, uh, more money, uh, more building all that stuff. And we need to start to rethink that and redefine what growth looks like, re-understand what employment looks like, as we already are in some ways with Instagram models and YouTube stars. 
as more automation and robotics and AI enters, mm. enters the world. So this is a really long road and really, really challenging, uh, but totally necessary. And a little bit of that sort of tug of war with automation. You know, I'm talking to a lot of marketers because that's what we do here on Mobile Presence. We talk primarily to marketers, not always futurists like you. And, you know, and they're talking about automation. Yes, it's going to make my, my job easier. It takes the drudgery out of some of the numbers crunching. A little bit of apprehension about whether or not it's going to do better at marketing than others. Maybe creative won't be the space, but, you know, it's that whole idea of the future of work, I guess, and how that spills across all of the verticals, all of the businesses. I mean, do you, do you feel a little bit of that? Um, you know, we talked about conflict, uh, conflicted for 2019. Looking at that in 2020, how would you summarize your feeling about work? I feel a lot of that. Um, and I worry deeply about that. I mm. think that Europe has a much better handle on that than um, even Canada where I live and so much more than the US. And I think that's the critical question of the next decade is, uh, and maybe next two decades is how we redefine work and employment and how we reset up our societies preparing for a future in which anything physical can be created at almost zero marginal cost. But how does that get paid for? How do people make a living when that's the case? And how do we recreate our economy with that understanding? Uh, so yeah, real challenges there. So we've talked about how you see, you know, some challenges, opportunities in 2020, not you know, it's it's a good news, bad news story, as, as all years are. There are some challenges, some opportunities. Based on what you're talking about here, your pick, I mean, our listeners, marketers, developers, people listening into mobile presence, some advice to prepare for 2020 to get the most out of it. <laughs> so I'm thinking through an idea right now, and I think it's going to form the basis of a report or a white paper. And now I'm thinking about it in public. Um, mm -hmm. So let's see how it goes. And I'm, I'm thinking about uh, kind of the death of best practices. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'll, that sounds insane. Yeah. So hold, hold on to your seat for a second. And let me give it a chance to explain. And, and you may even caveat that a little bit. But the death of best practices in some sense, and marketers love best practices, right? I mean, we love best practices. Everybody loves best practices. But in some sense, best practices are fear-based, right? I don't want to make a mistake. Uh, what is everyone else doing? How can I not get fired? Uh, why won't mommy just tell me what to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. We've moved beyond that in a couple ways in my very, very humble opinion, uh, in a couple ways. So, so, so maybe three things. One, we've seen the rise of radical experimentation, try stuff, spend some money, see what works, oh, follow yeah. success, right? We live in such a fragmented bifurcated meta reality or superset of reality bubbles that this approach really does work. And there's things that you would never have guessed would work actually do work, right? So that's, that's, that's one way. Second way we see AI in charge in a lot of places, right? Uh, we've seen uh, universal app campaigns for Google, throw money into the machine and trust, right? And That's trust. what you do. <laughs> you throw money into the machine. You teach the algorithm is what I've heard. You, you're training it to be better. Exactly. And you're paying for that training, by exactly. the way. <laughs> and they might sell and, it to somebody else. We won't go there. Yes, exactly. And so in, in, in the same way, if you want to do hyper-personalization and brand experience, you literally can't do that personally. You can't do that with best practices. But if you need to, 
then you get a machine to do it, right? And you hope that it does it well. And so the kind of the third thing, third thing about how we kind of move beyond best practices in some way is you see the emergence and, and, and we've seen this throughout the ages, I guess. So it's not so much an emergence, but you see more of it right now is this kind of no marketing marketing, right? And I kind of think of a company like uh, Apple to some degree, but more and more maybe uh, Tesla, right? Where they're not doing any gimmicks. They're not buying a full MarTech stack. They're not doing offers. They don't do deals. They don't do retargeting. They're focusing all their energy on making something amazing. Then they're living their brand in public. And they're relying on that to attract the right customer for their product. Hmm. So there's a bunch of caveats. And I mentioned that off the top, right? You know, so uh, if best practices, you know, is acting, asking mommy to make all my decisions for me, you know, what is trusting the AI? <laughs> if you're trusting the AI, then you're even less uh, exhibiting agency and, and control and, 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 and ideas and, and work as, as a marketer, right? So, so that, that's a caveat there. And then, of course, the big caveat is each of those strategies, those three things that I mentioned, the radical experimentation, the AI in charge, the no marketing marketing, right, can be understood as a marketing best practice. So I'm having some fun with it right now. I really do invite anyone with some insight here, connect with me on Twitter or my website, share their ideas as you know, I try and understand, is this a thing? Is it real? Uh, what's it mean? How's it work? And, and, and what does it change about being a marketer as you move forward into 2020? I love this, John. And I have to end, you know, it's sort of like 2020. I've got my appointment with my personal trainer all set up. I've got my wellness apps all lined up. Yay, I'm, you. I'm into cool. I'm into cool. Mantras are my thing. Business mantra for 2020. Leave us with a thought, a pearl of wisdom. I'm going to use one word and okay. I'm going to use the word live. And, and it's because you, you've hinted at it already. Um, and, and I've started sort of a new way of doing journalism, right? I, I have something I call Tech First Draft. I do my interview for a Forbes column in live video on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter. Then I write the story. I embed the YouTube video in the story. I extract the audio, publish that as a podcast. And I, publish, I post the full transcript to my website, right? So I've tried a new way of doing that. And I think the power of live is really, really interesting for marketers as well because it's real, it's unscripted to some degree. It's, it's your personality has to come out in that and has to be visible. And I think you connect with people on a really, really deep level doing that. So I'm doing more and more of that. Um, and this, uh, I think I'll announce this before the podcast goes live. So I'm hopefully not, uh, um, stealing my own thunder here, but I'm going to do that for VentureBeat. Uh, I'm going to do the VBAI show. Same thing as I'm doing with Tech First Draft, which I'll continue, but with one and a half million social followers of a respected news brand, uh, VentureBeat. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the power of live and um, I'm learning a lot as I go. And I love the word here live and that theme of connectedness, John, because we've come, unfortunately, to the end of this show. Boy, time flies with you, but it's all about being connected, staying connected. Our listeners will want to do that. What's the best way? Is it uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, and they'll make, they'll make notes. The best way is where they are. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn, pretty easy to find me. I'm on Twitter, pretty easy to find me. And my website is johncoutsier.com. That's impossible to spell, but I think if you muddle through it on Google, you'll find something. Absolutely. And we'll have it in the show notes. And so, John, all I can say is best of luck, best of everything to you in 2020. We'll be in touch for sure. And, uh, you know, and have you back. 
I would hope, maybe in and around the time that you're checking into that best practices is dead theme. Um, that'll get them in here for sure. <laughs> so love to have you back. And uh, hey, um, listeners, if you want to keep up with me or find out how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, of course, email me, Peggy, Peggy at Mobile Groove. MobileGroove.com is also where you can find my portfolio of content marketing at Marketing Services. And as always, check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm. That's a new website now, so it's looking good. Or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. We'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.